Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Casey. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too. You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. It's the late night double feature picture show. Hi, this is Michelle Bruckner. I am the host of the Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast, a podcast that talks about show business, old friends, and new adventures. The two movies I would like to discuss are the first two of a trilogy, actually. And the first movie is called Before Sunrise. The director was Richard Linklater. And the writers, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, Richard Linklater and Kim Krizan. It stars Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Now, I'm a huge Julie Delpy fan. She is a French woman. She's a writer. She's a director. She's an actor. She's someone who has been... um, not marginalized in show business, but certainly her acting and her work has really never met the critical acclaim of, let's say, Ethan Hawke, who, um, as a young actor, I think I like a lot better. It's interesting. Anyway, the first movie is about a young man on a train who's going to Vienna. He's flying back to America in the morning, and he meets a French girl. He convinces her to get off the train and they spend the evening together walking around because he has no money to get a hotel before his flight. And the reason I like this film is that so many of the scenes were improvised and they were talking. There was a script, but they were writing it and the director said, okay, let's just talk. And then the two actors did not get screenplay credit. So the movie came out on January 27th, 1995, and it ends on a cliffhanger. It says, I will meet you in six months time. We'll meet back here. And then the movie ends and you wonder, do they ever meet again? Now the movie to me is touching and poignant because I am the same age as these actors, and I was doing a lot of my touring and traveling during this time. I actually was in Europe when this movie released. So seeing all of the sights that they saw really touched me. And also, when you're a traveling artist, when you're a performer, when you're a writer, director, you do have these chance encounters. And sometimes you meet a person that is so fantastic, and then you never see them again. So that is why I love that movie. 
And I also just like the running dialogue between the two actors. Then this movie tops it. It's, be- it's called Before Sunset. It's nine years later. It's 2004. The movie was released on July 2nd. And it's set in Paris. And this time, the boy, I believe his name is Jesse, he's a writer and he wrote a book about his experience that evening in Vienna. And Julie Delpy finds him at the bookstore where he's giving the reading. And I can't even talk about it because I just, I'm not going to ruin the ending for you, but the when the movie ended, I couldn't breathe. I was so just moved and excited. But what I do like about this movie is that Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy got screenwriter credit this time because I think they wouldn't have done the second movie unless they were given the credit to which they were due. So I'm wondering if they ever got any coin besides their actor fee. And this is this is why these films interest me because you get hired for a project and we all know we all end up doing more than our job description. It's a fact, right? Any aspect of our industry, whatever job you get hired to do, you end up doing more. So when I was working at this regional theater, I worked there consistently for several years. They would always give me the most green dresser, the brand new one, the one who wasn't the proficient one because they knew I was kind and patient. So training wardrobe and backstage staff was not in my job description, but I did it anyway because I felt okay, they're giving me this person. And one time I had a person who was very fragile and would freak out and we worked together. I called several rehearsals and we would go over quick changes and I did this on my own time. But when you're an artist, you realize the whole project is important And for me to sacrifice a few hours to make the thing run and to make it work, you make a decision. And usually, because of the people that we are, we make these decisions. Let's do it. Let's go ahead. However, in the case of these movies, you're now asking actors to contribute to the screenplay, to the dialogue, and then money's being made. And this is in the 90s when we didn't have streaming. So movies were released in the theater. And then there was a physical product later, a VHS tape, and then it went over to a DVD and Blu-ray. So you're asking the actors to create something that you are going to sell and make money from. So I'm a firm believer in making your own content, but I'm also a firm believer in get an entertainment lawyer or find volunteer lawyers for the arts. Make sure whenever you sign a contract, make sure it could possibly include a writer for any contributions because I think as performers, I think we leave a lot of money on the table And I think that because we are so focused on our careers as actors that we get taken advantage of. And I don't think we do it willingly. 
I don't think we like we're like, oh, I'll get taken advantage of today. Oh, I'll get ripped off today. I don't think it's that. I think that we just don't know. I think that we are just so busy just trying to get a job, trying to get someone to notice our work, trying to get someone to recognize us as a player in the industry when there are so many millions of us that I think that there's times when things slip through the cracks. So what I like about this, these movies is that clearly there's a relationship there, right? Clearly, because um, Ethan eventually did the movie called Boyhood, and apparently Mr. Linklater is a good person and a talented person, so there must have been some sort of recognition and re- reconciliation of credits and okay we do recognize that you guys contributed so much we want to do another movie Um, this time we will give you credit I wonder if they got any money on the back end for the first movie but who knows and I think these movies stand up over time the third movie is called Before Midnight and it's good but I (laughs) the romantic that I am, I prefer to kind of just watch the first two and let that be that. So before sunrise, before sunset, once again, this is Michelle Bruckner. Check out my podcast. It's called The Showgirl Tip of the Day Podcast. I interview people in the industry. Um, I also love all things vintage. Thanks for listening. Late Night Double Feature is a presentation of Saturday Morning Confidential, the podcast, and is produced by Dreamer Productions. The audio editing and mixing is by Maddie Limerick. You can find information about today's special co-host at smcpod on Instagram and Twitter at certainpointofview.com backslash smc. You can also find Dreamer Productions on Patreon, where $2 a month gets you exclusive shows and the behind the scenes of every show that we produce. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time for another late night double feature. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.